Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 app. You guys are not doing any pass blocking. You're just stepping aside and letting them walk in. Pop, 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 pop. That's what I want. All of you around that ball. What's wrong with y'all? Don't play like some little girls. Y'all like y'all never play football before. These guys are nothing. You hear me? They breathe just like we do. Yes, they sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, sir. I want you to hit everything to move. If the ref gets in your way, you hit him. Okay, then. Let's play. But that's eating us, too. That gives us, too. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. Text in 806-855-3712. We were going to talk Big 12 football schedules, but it's not out yet. So if you want to send me your dream Texas Tech football schedule, we can do that on the show today and just dream up our own schedule since Brett Yormark has not put out one that we can discuss. Now, still a big fan of Brett Yormark, but this basketball season has given me some pause, some reserve on how things will be moving forward. I thought it was going to change immediately. I guess there's still going to be some time. Now, this new media rights deal that was agreed to, uh, discussed during the football season is not in play yet, I guess. But you have to have more power to flex options instead of having Kansas-Iowa State on ESPN+. You have to. And I believe, let me double check. Iowa State might be on ESPN Plus again today. Uh, The Lady Raiders tomorrow on ESPN Plus. But if we mosey on over to... The Big 12 schedule for tonight, not Caesar Sportsbook. I'll tell you what. Uh, Kansas, Kansas State on ESPN, as it should be. Texas, Iowa State, number 7 versus number 12. The second straight time Iowa State against a ranked opponent in the top 10 is on Big 12 now ESPN+. Plus. Are they just trying to drive traffic? Do they just think this sweet 16 team from last year was going to be bad again, so they put a bunch of Iowa State games on Big 12 Now ESPN Plus? Now, when Fox is involved, which they should be by next basketball season, the basketball season after, I'm not exactly sure when that happens, there will be more options. 
you will have some Fox games primetime on the weekends. Fox certainly looking for programming in December on Saturday night. But ESPNU, ESPN, ESPN Plus. 6 o'clock tip-off, 7 o'clock tip-off, 8 o'clock tip-off. And I get it. The, the ESPN coverage it has a bunch of leagues. Sure. And it's not like you're going to flex Kansas, Kansas State to be on ESPN+. And you don't really want to flex Baylor, Texas Tech to be on ESPN+. And I guess somebody has to be on ESPN+. But if I was an Iowa State fan, and I'm not, but if I was, I would be very frustrated to have back-to-back top 10 opponents on ESPN+. Now, I am a big proponent of the format, of the platform. I thought the Big 12 was actually on some cutting edge a couple of years ago, not doing a Big 12 channel, some of which have failed and are just as hard to get or harder to get than ESPN Plus because they're saddled on some extra cable package. But to have a top 15 team twice in a week on ESPN Plus and not be able to put that anywhere else is crazy to me. And if we just go back to the top 25... And look at the schedule for tonight in the men's college basketball world at 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock tip-offs. ESPN Plus, ESPN Plus, SEC Network in the top 25, ACC Network, Big Ten Network at 7.30, 8 p.m., Georgia, Kentucky. And I know these schedules are set before the season. Most of them. But it just seems crazy to me that Texas and Iowa State, with some forethought, seeing Tyrese Hunter returning to Ames, Iowa, and Hilton Coliseum, and to have that game on ESPN Plus is just a travesty. And if you're like me and you don't have ESPNU, you're going to have to find somewhere to watch this Texas Tech basketball game tonight. That is what it is, though. I guess I would rather be on ESPN Plus than ESPNU, but the same connotations remain. That you're not on a big network, that the big network doesn't care, that your primary partner can't effort to put the best basketball in the country in a great window on primetime nationally. And I guess I get Kentucky being at 8 o'clock, and if you schedule it at 7, you're not going to flex it to 8. You could. But there should be more of an effort to be able to manipulate TV, especially in Big 12 basketball. Now, if it's Big 12 football, all right. 
Put the SEC game there. I get it. Basketball-wise, though, top 15 teams, they shouldn't be on ESPN+. And you shouldn't have two straight matchups between top 15 teams in this conference on that service. I like ESPN+. Plus. I think ESPN+, Plus has done great things for college athletics. I think it's done great things for college baseball. Everything is on, quote-unquote, TV now. Would I love to have more series on ESPN or ESPN2, at least on Saturday and Sunday? Yes. But I remember five years ago where you're struggling to see two full series on TV if you're a Texas Tech baseball fan, and now you can watch every single home game with Tech broadcasters and every single road game with road broadcasters. That is better than nothing. But if you're truly the cream of the crop in basketball, and people say you are, if that is the respect you get nationally, which you do, if all of the talking heads are talking about Big 12 basketball like they talk about SEC and football, why are you not pushed that way? And it's marketing. It's always been marketing with the Big 12. And I guess shame on me for expecting differences immediately. And maybe it does take a full season to get these changes in effect. And obviously with the TV contracts, there is a lot of minutia that I guess makes it more red tape than I realize. But it seems like an easy fix. It seems like the Big 12 could force Iowa State and Texas to be on some major ESPN network. If I go to the schedule and scroll down to all of Big 12 basketball, uh, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Tennessee top 10 on ESPN 2 at 6. What's on ESPN2 at 8? Well, we don't want the Big 12 at 8 o'clock on both. No. You could. You could. It's a travesty that a top 15 matchup is not pushed to the masses. Do you know why people think the SEC is the best in football? Because people tell them it is. Suits and TV programmers tell you that the SEC is the best, so you believe it. No, Georgia, Alabama, and LSU are the best. And you know where those teams play every single week in prime time? Meanwhile, the Sunflower Showdown, 6 o'clock ESPN, great. Texas, Iowa State, ESPN Plus. I don't think Iowa State is going to have a game on national TV for almost a month. A month! 
All right, let's get to the text line. I'm inviting you to give me your dream Texas Tech schedule. You know what? Let's take a break and we'll come back and do these Big 12 schedules. You can text them in to me, 806-855-3712. They do not exist in the real world, so we're going to have to do them ourselves. I'll also give you my dream Texas Tech home schedule, road schedule, whatever it is, along with the trip to Laramie and the hosting of Oregon. We'll go through the rest, and I'll tell you exactly what I want from a Big 12 schedule that is yet to appear. And maybe it has appeared, and I've just not seen it yet. We'll also check Twitter to see if it's there. 806-855-3712. We'll be back after this on The Rob Bro Show. Talk one three point nine news money sports. Sports. Welcome back. It's Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Right back to the text line. Would love to get Cincinnati, UCF, TCU, and BYU in Lubbock. Then go to Baylor, Texas, Houston at NRG, West Virginia, and Oklahoma. Packed Jones to welcome the newcomers to the Big 12. And walking into our rivals' houses and kicking the crap out of them. That's from Grande Pollo. Um, yeah. I mean, all of that sounds great. I certainly want to see TCU in Lubbock. I want to keep playing Oklahoma State, though it's been reported that you probably won't. I want to play Texas again. I don't know if I care to play Oklahoma ever again. If you're just setting up a schedule for fun, I would like to go to Orlando. And I understand you're going to have to do some trips away, some back, whatever it is. I would love to get BYU on the schedule early. I don't know that that's exactly what I want. In fact, if I could only play two new teams in the first year, it would be UCF and Houston. I want to get that Orlando trip on the schedule for Texas Tech fans, though Provo is just as nice. Could you get BYU early? Are you going to play all four new teams? Probably not. Could you have a rotation of the two new teams every other year? Home and away, home and away, home and away, home and away. Is it going to work like that? And again... With nine conference games, are you going to do a pod 
Are you going to have a rotation? Are you going to have teams that you play every year? Or is it going to be kind of like the ACC is doing and just say, well, you get one or two that you play every year and everyone else is going to rotate? If I could only play one or two every year in the new Big 12, Baylor and TCU are up on my list. Houston is up on my list. I want to continue to play these Texas schools. Otherwise, I don't really care who's on the schedule. Do I need to play West Virginia every year in football? Not really. Do I want trips to Provo and Orlando and Cincinnati, places I've never been to? Yeah. Do I have to do it all in week or year one? No. They'll be around. Just for Texas Tech, I would love to get TCU in Lubbock this year. I would love to get Texas in Lubbock this year. I don't care that they were here this year. Next year, whatever it is, last year, wherever we are in the timeline. A dream schedule, maybe in year one. Would be Wyoming, Oregon, Tarleton State. That's your schedule. It's in Wyoming. Oregon and Lubbock, Tarleton State. And then something like at Baylor, home against Texas, at Houston, at BYU, home against Cincinnati, at UCF. That's a lot of travel. Home against TCU, home against Kansas State, on the road in Ames in November. Tough last game. Maybe switch Iowa State and UCF there and go to Orlando to end the year. I would also love a home game at the end of every year, but with Thanksgiving and everything else, let's make it a big one. Could you convince one of these schools that remain, let's say TCU, to play the final game of the year every year home and away? It's those little schedule perks. It's those little... Guaranteed games, we know exactly where they are on the schedule. We played them at home last year. We're on the road this year. That's the kind of stuff that I think the Big 12 has missed. Those appointment games. And if you play TCU in the last week of the season, every year, that natural rivalry would really build. So let's go ahead and start this year, that this year. Put TCU on the schedule in Lubbock last week of the year. And do that in perpetuity. Fort Worth, Lubbock, Fort Worth, Lubbock, Fort Worth, Lubbock. Last game of the year. Lots riding on it. You used to do that with Houston. Or at least you played Houston quite a bit at the end of the year. From my recollection, looking back uh, on the time before I was born. I wouldn't mind that with Houston. Play Houston the final week of the year. And either you're going to NRG or uh, TDEC, UFG, whatever their stadium's called, or they're coming to Lubbock every year. Thanksgiving. 
I would prefer Fort Worth because I think you could sell out with Red Raiders in Fort Worth regardless of the holiday weekend. And I think you could fill the stadium regardless of the holiday weekend for, let's say, TCU. Especially if you lean into this cactus rivalry that has been burgeoning. You've been needing that. Well, TCU's main rival is Baylor. All right. Change that. Well, they're both small uh, private schools. Okay, there is a very natural rivalry to build with TCU. It's there. It 100% is there. And there's a lot of natural rivalry to build with Baylor, too. It's just really hard to build natural rivalries when you're bad. Well, you're not bad anymore. Start bullying some people and those natural rivalries will build. And if you can have some appointment television like Michigan State, Ohio State, or like the SEC does with Rivalry Week, and you put a week in the schedule, I'd like the last week of the year to really play a bunch of these Egg Bowl, Iron Bowl, world's largest outdoor cocktail party kind of games. And you could build that up. Play Farmageddon the last week of the year, every year. And if TCU and Baylor want to be that, then Houston and Texas Tech can do it. Or Baylor can start a new rivalry with BYU and play BYU the final year, final week of the year. And if it's not the final week, make it some other week, but build it up as rivalry weekend. And if West Virginia wants to roll through whoever else they're doing, fine. Virginia Tech or name their rival Pitt, name their rivalry of the week if they want to do that. But there are 12 teams in the Big 12. You could naturally pair them and have a weekend where you play all those games every year. It's amazing what marketing can do to build a rivalry. So something like this, Wyoming, Oregon, Tarleton State, Baylor, Texas, Houston, BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, Kansas State, Iowa State, TCU. I want to play all those teams. And the only reason I don't put Oklahoma State on there is because it's been reported from people smarter than me that are more plugged in than I am that you're probably not playing the Oklahoma schools this year. And if you're not playing them this year, you're probably not going to be in their pod or whatever else. Again, I don't know what the schedule is going to look like, but if there are pods or whatever else, you need to have those. If the Big 12 doesn't have Texas and Oklahoma playing each other nine times in their own division, we riot. Uh, This texter's 11-game win schedule as follows. Uh, Wyoming, Oregon, Tarleton, and then at Houston, Oklahoma State home, Texas in Austin, at BYU, at Kansas, Iowa State at home, at Baylor, Kansas State at home. And then TCU the final week of the season because you get nine conference games.
I like that schedule. Now we'll see if the Big 12 uh, actually releases one or if the UCF AD just spoke poorly last week uh, because that's where that rumor started. Allegedly, there's some people still saying that uh, they're getting buyout money and and they're still trying to push Texas and Oklahoma out. That's why they have not uh, released a schedule. You know who has released a schedule? The SEC. The Big 12 can release a schedule and still work on anything else. A schedule is not written in blood. It's written in pencil. You can change it. All right, we'll take the break here when we come back. Texas Tech Basketball. Rob Rocho, Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Arctic Air Studios. In 2011, this is from the text line 806-855-3712. In 2011, the first year of the current Big 12, Tech had to play Texas and Oklahoma for the second consecutive year, so definitely want to play Texas and Lubbock again this year. For sure. There are a few arguments that uh, make sense to play in Austin for Texas' final game in the Big 12. Uh, For one, I think you can beat them next year, and you would get to erase that 70-35 to loss as the final game at uh, DKR's Big 12 members. If you played them in Austin and lost, you could always have, well, the last time you played in Lubbock as Big 12 foes, you won. And then if you could beat them next year in Austin, which I think you can, then you could have two straight victories and the final time as Big 12 conference opponents, you beat them in Lubbock and Austin. So I could see both. I obviously want to play Texas and Lubbock. To me, that makes a lot of sense. But I also see the value in playing them in Austin. It's not what I would do if I was building a dream schedule. I want to, I want to punish, I wish Texas could play road games every single week. I don't think that happens. And there are still people out there that legitimately think that uh, Texas and Oklahoma will not play football in the conference next year. I don't think that's the truth, but there are people out there who think that. I do think you get one more year, and I think you'll play Texas in Austin. And that makes sense. Uh, Especially if that means you get BYU in Lubbock, or TCU in Lubbock, because you're also setting up games... For the future. Like, not only do you have to fit Texas and Oklahoma in this year, you have to make it make sense and be seamless for future years when they're not involved. 
Uh, and the conversation when the schedule drops is going to be east-west, north-south, divisions, no divisions. Uh, what's it going to look like moving forward? In all honesty, it might be easier for a Big 12 schedule maker to just build this schedule. Just build this schedule and then figure out the rest later. Well, you have some double ups, maybe, but you can get over that in the future. You can make that up. You could play two straight road games if you have to play two straight home games and then get back to a home and home. You can figure all that out. Is it difficult? Yes, but I think you can just build this schedule. And I'm very surprised it's not out yet. And there has to be some reason. And maybe the UCF athletic director leaked that it was ready just to move the ball. I don't know. That's a weird power play for the new guy. I respect it, though. Uh, but we still have not seen any indication that that schedule's coming out today beyond that report from last week. If you're looking around at the rest of the conference and some matchups you really don't want to get rid of or some matchups you really want to move into, especially if you're talking about some of these who plays every year kind of stuff, Cincinnati and West Virginia make a lot of sense. You could make Houston and UCF make a lot of sense. BYU and Baylor, you could make make a lot of sense. TCU, Texas Tech is a natural fit. And then you start getting to, well, if we're doing rivalries, is it the Sunflower Showdown? Is it Farmageddon? And if Texas Tech doesn't match up with Oklahoma State, who the hell does Oklahoma State match up with? Is it Oklahoma State, Iowa State? And that's the deal moving forward? And then you get Kansas, Kansas State every year? I mean, surely those matchups continue. Is it Oklahoma State, BYU? But where does Iowa State fit in that? So I, I get the issues with the Big 12 schedule, but this is all just on the fly me talking about it. What's the deal with, uh, you know, you've had six months to do this, Brett. You took over in August. Uh, are you just now realizing you need to build a schedule? Did you procrastinate? Uh, this off the text line, dear bro, how are you? I am fine. <laughs> what is this, a pen pal? Uh, here's the question. Uh, I'm good too, thank you for asking. I'm glad you're fine. Uh, is Dak Prescott the Jekyll and Hyde of NFL quarterbacks? Yes. Uh, he did a 180 from last week's game against the Commanders. Uh, yeah, I've said that all year. And in fact, he can be 180 in the same game. There were games where he had great first halves and terrible first halves. There were games where he had terrible first halves and great second halves. He can be great to bad from quarter to quarter. He was... Certainly feeling himself 
last night, and that was one of the best games I've ever seen him play. And he also got it done on the ground. For the Cowboys to make it to the Super Bowl, you have to have four great Dak Prescott runs a game. And great doesn't mean 30 yards. Great means it's a third and six, and he gets six and a half in a crucial moment. You have to have those. When the Chiefs went and won the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes made five or six incredible plays with his feet. And that has to be a part of Dak Prescott's game. Dak was so good as a rookie, not because he was running for 50 yards a game. He's not Lamar Jackson. But Dak Prescott has to have the ability to get a third down every once in a while or a big first down gain or one of those nobody's open, let's just get six yards to set up third and one instead of taking a sack and and being third and 12. You have to be able to do that if you're Dak Prescott. He did it last night, and that was one of the reasons the offense looked so dadgum good for a huge stretch of that game. And I think you also played your two running backs perfectly. Do that some more. There were a few times where I was like, why is Pollard in the game in a obvious pass pro set? Zeke is that guy. Zeke is still a much better blocker. But I also get, well, when Zeke's in there, he's just going to block. So both running backs have to do everything to, to make that two running back system work. But you have to lean into their strengths. And at this point in the season, lean into their strengths and just be better than the other team. Which is obviously going to be tough this weekend against uh, the 49ers because I think they're, they're the best team in the NFC. This texter, who is obviously trying to troll me, uh, what's the over-under on snow this weekend? If you set a total, I'll tell you. If you know, you know. All right, we'll take the break here when we come back. One final segment of the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Welcome back. It's Rob Rose Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports in the Arctic Air Studios. Some key stats for tonight. Uh, Baylor. Here's what's dangerous. Baylor can shoot. Now, yes, basketball, obviously dangerous. Baylor shoots. Uh, these skip passes that Kansas killed you with, that, that Texas got a few of, uh, that Fran Fraschilla just starts drooling over whenever it happens against Texas Tech. And, and if Fraschilla is calling the game tonight, I don't know if he is, but uh, if he is, 
Uh, over under on the word skip pass being used tonight is at 47. We'll give you a hook, 46 and a half, and I'll take the over. But Adam Flagler, who has been there a while now and is finally getting his shot to be the guy, is shooting uh, like 50% from three. They don't have a lot of other guys that are shooting it really, really well. Uh, but you've got a 35% to 37%. Uh, LJ Cryer obviously can go off. But also what they're good at is offensive rebounding, which has been a problem for you. Second chance opportunities can absolutely lead to a Baylor victory in Lubbock. Amac, Bacho, Tyson, O'Banner have to go out and grab rebounds. Have to. Again, obviously. Uh, I do think this game is fairly even. And if you look at uh, the Vegas lines, Texas Tech actually favored by two and a half. Some of the analytical lines, Baylor slightly edged. Just for fun, uh, the basketball power index, always important, he said with a grin on his face, uh, is at 52% Texas Tech losing. 47% win there for Texas Tech. Uh, 53, really. Uh, and that line down to one and a half consensus. So the money line, the value there is plus 110 to Baylor. Though that's evenly juiced and you don't really get a bunch. Obviously, Texas Tech, last five losses. TCU, Kansas, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Texas. Two of those losses... A single possession. One of those losses in overtime. TCU, you had a big lead and blew it. Texas, you had a big lead and blew it. And then you go to Baylor. They started 0-3. Lost to Iowa State big in the opener. Lost to TCU by one. Lost to Kansas State in overtime. And then beat two of the worst teams, if not the two worst teams besides Texas Tech. In West Virginia and Oklahoma State. Does does Baylor come in on a two-game winning streak with a little easiness? I don't think so. They're still trying to claw back to 500 in Big 12 play. But if you're looking at one of these teams that needs to play well and has to get a win tonight... The has-to-get-a-win tonight team is Texas Tech. Texas Tech has deployed the wideout tonight. If you're at the USA, wear white. Baylor averages 80 points a game, giving up 70 points a game. Texas Tech averaging 76 a game, giving up 65. That all adds up to a very even contest. Assists about the same... Rebounds about the same. You shoot it a few percentage points better. But how your schedule has lined out, you're 0 and 5, they're 3 and 2, 2 and 3. This off the text line, uh, back to the Big 12 football schedule, Yomark needs to step up. 
Texas and OU need to both play four home games, five road games in conference this year. We owe them nothing. I agree. And then also is bounce pass not sexy enough for play-by-play call anymore? Well, the skip pass is not that it's skipping off the ground. It's not like you're skipping a Frisbee over there. The skip pass, they say, is a, a cross-court pass. But I guess cross-court pass is not sexy enough. you got to call it a skip pass. Maybe cross-court pass is too many words and syllables, while skip pass comes off the tongue a little bit better. Though I am a man that prides myself on finding alliteration in cross-court is, uh, is very nice, in my opinion. But skip pass... If you can handle the skip pass, Texas Tech will win tonight. I said on the Raiderland today, I have a feeling, a gut inclination that Texas Tech will win tonight and win big. We'll see if I'm right tomorrow. It's the Rob Bro Show. We'll be back tomorrow on the Raiderland, 11 a.m. I've been Rob Bro. I'll be Rob Bro. See you then. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.